Hey, let's go answer the bell, huh? If we just know what we're doing, work at it, and concentrate and do it. Welcome into another episode of the Patriots Podcast. I'm Sean here with Ryan and JJ. Hello. Gentlemen, we had some football. What's up? Some actual pad-on-pad football. Uh, preseason game one, kind of. Yeah, We didn't of. get to see most of the names we've been talking about all offseason. Yeah. We got to see a couple of them. Uh, I think all the rookies played, all the healthy ones. Um, just right off the bat, first thing, can we talk about Keon White? Holy shit, defensive lineman. He's Killed a, it. He's a bowling ball out there. Yeah. He's just throwing people, making plays in the run game, in the pass game. Yeah. I think he played almost the whole first half. He was just, he was the highlight for me. Who, mm-hmm. who are your guys' highlights? Definitely. Yeah, uh, yeah definitely. I mean, uh, I think on both sides of the ball. No, really, none um, of the starters, either team. I mean, I mean you could argue Tank Dell. The offensive line that'll play good through appearance. the regular season. Um, uh, you saw Booty out there. Demario Douglas got like two my snaps, there, so can, he's kind of moved on up or up from that um, level. Zappy played a lot of backups. So, you know, the rule of thumb, as we always have said in the past, is anyone that goes out there and dominates is a real player. Everyone else that kind of, you know, a lot of people just are in there and it looks normal. But when you dominate, you're you're going to be something. And he dominated. He was the best player on the field on either team. Both sides of the ball. He, he was a one-man wrecking crew, and it was awesome to see, and it makes it seem like he could get some serious time in the future uh, yeah. for this defense, which is great. I mean, just to have another tool on the defensive line, like with his size, his measurables, they can move him around. They were standing him up. He was, you know, defensive end, hand in the dirt, um, D-tackle, hand in the dirt. The guy's got some versatility. It's great to see. Yeah, I think um, I think it was Jalen Mills that, that said he was a freak. He's a freak out there. Um, you look at him playing the, at that size, very quick, moves moves really mm-hmm. well. Um, I'm super impressed with him. I think he had an 89 on uh, overall overall on PFF, with which was the best of either team by far. Um, <clears throat> Jalen Mills yeah. was probably second on that. But Mills, yeah, Mills super encouraging for from a first start. Yeah, from a first start perspective, his size and athleticism really showed up. And I mean, I, I think this is a starter. I think this is a starter, probably week one of um, of the regular season for the past. Right. As long yeah. as he can stay healthy. He's got that wood. beef to hold uh, up on a, a play side. It's really nice to does. see yep. somebody at that size. Uh, you got... If you got Uche on the edge, people are going to run right at him. But you got Keon White on the edge, people are going to think twice. Uh, you met you mentioned yeah. Jalen Mills. Right. He was one of the starters yeah. that that played a lot. He looked great. I mean, he looked like he was a, another level. He was all over the place. This, I wanted him at safety from day one. They just had to play him at cornerback. It might happen again this year, depending yeah. on Jack Jones. We'll touch on that a little later. Um, but he was terrific. Christian Gonzalez got plenty of time on the outside. I thought he looked tentative. Um. It'll come with time, I assume. He's got all the talent. Not yeah, bad. Not bad, though. Not bad. He didn't look, yeah, it wasn't yeah. bad. He looked like he belonged. He was just getting up to play yeah. speed. He also noticed hit. Sean Wade playing Type a little safety. They're they're trying to give him a chance. Trying to give him a chance to make too. this team. 
He looked pretty good. I've heard it's you know, gonna be tough to make it as a safety. Corner. Dude, we're gonna cut several based on our um as we'll go over roster projections going forward, but there's gonna be a couple guys I got cut that are gonna get scooped up by teams this year for sure, more than last year that yeah. I can remember. Like there's a few guys it's like they were constant players on our team last year and this year they yeah. might get cut. Be- a few Before guys. we get into the roster projections, let's just finish up preseason. Uh we talked about defense, yeah. offense. I think we all saw the offensive line struggle mightily. There's a reason that that uh, wet noodle. I think our completion percentage was in the 80s. I think Zappy was like 12 for 14, something like that. It was just yeah, quick. it was all they dog were just shit. terrified about letting him yeah. sit in the pocket for more than a three step drop. It was just coming out. It's all checkdowns. Besides the yeah, checkdowns. Besides that, great Thornton catch. Thornton he had a great that. catch, which he needed. He also missed time the jump. <laughs> He needed that. <laughs> Even he mistimed it. He did a little he came bit. Down but whatever. It, he came down with the ball. Buddy. You're the fastest guy in the fields. Keep your feet, and you can run away from people. Um, going along with that, offensive yeah. line struggles. Mm-hmm. Running game was non-existent. I mean, Pierre Strong got a ton of touches. Did all right. Uh, Kevin Harris got a ton of carries. Did nothing. I don't yeah. think you could put that on running back though. Looking at the the pressure that was on the offensive line truly looked out of sorts. Um, and I know you don't have really any starters in there, but I was expecting a little bit more from City Sal when he was in there. Stuber, I was expecting more. I thought Jake Andrews actually played fairly well. Um, <clears throat> yeah, there's there's a problem there with the offensive line, and I think Definitely. it's going to be a recurring theme throughout the season, um, especially if death comes into play. I mean, I can't tell you how many times running backs were hit in the backfield as soon as they grabbed the ball. You know, I don't know how much you can put on the running backs here, but I I know we're expecting to see something from uh, Kevin Kevin Harris and Pierre Strong. I I feel pretty good about Pierre Strong. Kevin Harris looked pretty bad, but I don't know how much of that you can actually put on him. So it's going to be a problem. and we've addressed it, and we can talk about that later. But um, I think we need to address that line play. Big time. Yeah. Urgently. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Urgently, you know. They looked bad. You know, like like Connor McDermott is supposed to be – was penciled in as a starter at right tackle. Seems like they've moved him over to left tackle to try in that game at least. He didn't look no. good. You know, he played a lot and didn't look good. He wasn't dominating in any aspect of the game. He was He didn't look great. Um, yeah, a lot of the guys just not not that great. I liked seeing City Sow at right tackle because I know he was playing. You know, he was a guard in college, and there were a lot of training camp reports that they were trying him at right tackle, and it seems like he's usurped McDermott there and Riley Reef possibly because Riley Reef reports are after that game that he's been pushed oh, inside boy. to right guard while they're sh- shuffling around with Cole Strange. So they're trying to make things mm. move, shuffle things around. Um, I know we signed some tackle there, but yeah, everyone, you said Jake Andrews looked good. I guess so. It was really hard to discern anyone from anything because so much was going wrong. I, I was reading that most of the, the issues were blitz related, which is tough to kind of tell from first glance. But I mean, I think figuring out right tackle is a massive, massive uh thing going forward because like we did it last year too you know like this is a problem all year long was tackles right and it's like 
if this was what you're going to throw out there, you know, I don't know what Isaiah Wynn signed for. I know he sucked last year, but like the guys we're putting in there now, yeah. Unless City Sal plays well, I mean, I'll give the guy a chance to improve. But McDermott, Reef, they don't really look like your answers. Um, I like Reef inside. I think that makes sense. He's well, never played inside. I mean, Reef, Reef pl- hasn't played. But they said he's yeah. at practice. He he's crushes guys in a in a small form fat like inside the phone booth. Yeah. You know that term they always use. He's crushing guys inside the phone booth, and when people get outside of him at at tackle is where you you know the speed rush is what's killing him. So I think they moved him inside, and he looks better there. So I kind of like my it. my big thing is Anwenu. Anwenu needs to get healthy. He needs to get on the field, and that gives you some flexibility there with oh, definitely the tackles. I mean, maybe you can move him to tackle. You've drafted he has so play much interior line depth. You've drafted drafted so much interior line depth that moving on Wendu to right tackle and, and Trent Brown to, to left tackle, and then you have, you know, David Andrews, Cole Strange, and like six other players that could play the right guard position. Yeah, you could fill in right guard a lot easier than you could fill you know, in right tackle. Definitely. Right. And and Definitely. I feel like it's going to be a recurring problem. Um, they they signed Riley Reef to that money, so I would expect him to play. Um, yeah, so we'll see how it goes. But I think that it's a bad first showing right now. It's a, right now preseason week one. You didn't get to see any of the starters, but you saw their backups yeah. and and just not good. I mean, we we played against nobody's w- from the some Texans, of those guys are going to be starting. Two of those guys are going to no. start. They have to. I mean, Derek Rivers or one from the one Texans or two was. was Derek Rivers. Derek yeah. Rivers. Oh, God. I know. I mean, he I was know. getting pressure. It was just like, you know, these guys are scrubs. Derek Rivers has yeah, been in the league, like what, it. five years? Yeah, and, hasn't, done and hasn't hasn't even carved out a niche for himself. He's playing with the third strings on, on the Houston Texans defense, and he's getting pressure off of Andrew Stuber. And, and like, yeah. the, I don't know. The I other like body that change. we haven't brought up, uh, Calvin Anderson, tackle from the Broncos they signed is still on non-football injury list. I haven't seen anything as to what's going on with him. Nothing. I yeah. can't find on Wenu, a word. Still on pup, but uh, Belichick called him day to day, whatever the hell that means. He did. I mean, he showed up. I, I tell you, they're not doing themselves the a service. By if he comes back and he and you need to move him to tackle, they haven't done themselves a service because they're going to have to pay him. And once tackle he moves money. to tackle, right. that money changes. So, you know, get him healthy and lock him. I, I, I've been saying this for a while now. Lock him up as soon as possible because we are in a bit of a trouble. Bit of trouble. I wonder if that's uh, part of it. Yeah. As far as long term yeah. offensive line that, plans. If, I don't I think, think he's, he's holding, holding out. out. I don't think they'd put him on pup if he was holding out. But he he should get paid. He deserves right. it. We need him. Okay, the other story from the preseason game, fourth quarter, Malik Cunningham kind of took over. Malik Malik. was the story of the weekend, last weekend when uh, the game was happening, uh, last Thursday. And he's making a push. I mean, just just from watching what he could do out there, you're like, I don't know if we could get him on the practice squad. I don't know if if one of those other teams, yeah, somebody would snatch him up. So he's looking more and more like a guy that's going to make the team. Okay. Roster changes. We've had a couple. Um, 
Ezekiel Elliott is in the building. Trey Flowers is in the building. Yep. Trey Flowers finally. I've been asking for this for like three years. There. They finally brought him back. That is. I don't know why they finally chose. Uh, they tried him out. He tried out really in the spring. Weird, yeah. They, and they then they, about. I guess they didn't like the medicals at that point, but they saw enough progress by uh, beginning of August to to bring him in. So I'm stoked. I fucking love that guy. Uh, so they got both of those guys. I am too, but he's old. You hear what they said about him? He's not practicing because he's not in football shape. He hasn't heard played that football too. in a long time. Like he should. He seemed know, like the type of guy that would stay in shape. He, he's not in shape. I mean, they said football I, I shape, but so. then it's when like he was here. Look at his position. You have Afrony Jennings. You have Matthew Judon. You have Josh Uche. And now you have Keon White. It's like, well, he's in the, the Keon White position. Well, his position is his wise, you know, he's yeah. in the Keon Dietrich White. wise. Yeah. He's there. Keon White position. So at, at this point, I would see him as a backup to, to either yeah. of those two. I guys. have him on the on the edge of the roster. It probably doesn't speak you know? well for Sam Roberts that they felt like they wanted to, to bring in Trey Flowers. Yeah. I don't think he's Marcus Mitchell team. just got cut today who, uh, yeah, made the team last oh, year. Did. but. Didn't yeah. stick around. He was most, yeah, mostly a special teamer. Nice athlete, you know. Yeah, yeah, four unit special I, teamer. The Malik Cunningham thing you yeah. went through really quickly. I think that's something that we should touch on because that's a different kind of change of pace. You know, like I, I know we just recently started working out with the quarterbacks, where mm-hmm. he you tried to pigeonhole him as as a wide receiver. Um. 24 and a half years old, put up huge numbers at, at Louisville. Uh, one more touchdown overall than, than Lamar Jackson Lamar. at school. Uh, he had 120 touchdowns in college. I mean, rushing and receive, uh, rushing and passing. Pretty damn good. He's got something to him. I like the arm strength. Why did he go undrafted? Um, Nobody took a sixth or seventh round flyer yeah, on this kid? They like, have I him don't in the building. That. Yeah. I mean, he's the not that to make small. A receiver. So even when he was in the building, they, they didn't think – he was going to be a quarterback. It took, honestly, it took a preseason game to show, oh, yeah, this guy could probably play the position. No, they start a couple. Look, he, he, oh, he, there was a couple practices before the game where they said he started playing quarterback. He would start taking snaps. So they must have seen something. Maybe they put him there for a scout team for Jalen Hurts or something. I don't know. It's a little early yeah, for that. I feel like at the very worst. Something happened. It's a. At the very it's worst, what? it's a great scout yeah. team look, right? Like, oh yeah, we're playing Lamar Jackson this week. Malik, you know, get in there, and I would hate to to lose him for cheap because he's the highest paid um, undrafted free agent, at least this season, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I don't. As far as I, I think know. he's got to make the team. I think he's your third quarterback. Um, I think he's a. I think he's from, a guy you develop in the back. He's you know someone. As a third-string quarterback, hey, keep him around for a couple of years. See if he right. becomes something. Clearly, he can play football. He's different. Yeah. Put him, you know, a gadget-type guy. McSorley, right, gadget. You know? I thought Trace McSorley looked like shit. I thought I thought overall Bailey Zappi looked tentative. Um, this kid has balls. You know, you put him in yeah. there, and I think he can make something happen. Um, mm-hmm. At least running the ball, RPO, that kind of thing, you have that real threat of, like, you're going to run. Instead of, you know, handoff. So a thing I really noticed with Malik Cunningham is on the the delayed handoffs, teams don't commit to the run game like they would with Mac Jones 
you know? Yeah, uh, right. Where, where they're collapsing the pocket and, and, and they know he's going to run. Um, or they, they know he's going to hand the ball off. Like, they, there's a threat there that Malik actually keeps the ball and takes off outside. Um, that's something that we've never you, had. You really can't teach. Yeah, I think that's something that that's a fear factor for mm-hmm. you know his quickness. He's a, he's a legitimate athlete, um, former four star, I believe. And Alabama actually recruited him. They wanted him to play safety, uh, and he oh, said, wow. "No, I want to go play quarterback." So, um, talented kid. Something that you know, I think he's got something there, and. If it's him or Trace McSorley, easy choice. God, dude, no. I think it's an obvious pick there. You, Trace, yeah. Trace McSorley looked like trash. I honestly thought Terry Zappi looked like below average. You know, um, I'd yeah. like to see Mac get some snaps in the off in this off season, in the preseason, see some real like mm-hmm. game snaps. But that's that's neither here nor there. I, I definitely think Malik Cunningham is something that you may have found. And yeah, I want to see more of it. Yeah, I mean, just to touch on it quick, quick, I, I agree with you. I mean, I think it's just it's it's worth a flyer if you know talented football players are worth a flyer. You know, when the, like last year we kept a ton of special teamers. I don't think that's happening this year. I think we're keep you know trying to keep and build a talented, fast, athletic team is what it seems like. Especially when Matt Grow talks about these things. Um, and yeah, Trace McSorley was terrible. He was really bad. Zappy, you know, there was a little bit of chatter of, oh, is this a cute quarterback competition or not? And I think between that game and hearing about Mac Jones's performances for the really the last week, that was all completely settled. It sounds like it's completely Mac's team. Not that I ever really doubted that, but there was some chatter and Zappy really didn't do, he didn't, you know, the Zappy fever, right? Everyone was expecting he comes back on the field and throws a couple bombs and makes some really good plays. And it just, it wasn't there. He made that good play to Thornton, maybe one or two others, but overall it was just very mediocre. They got the pick on the short field from Mills. They couldn't really push it. They got a field goal. They got the ball again at the 40 or, you know, I think it was um, on the other side of the fifth, you know, close 60 yards to go with the ball and they couldn't do anything with it. So I, you know, Zappy is a good backup. I think it's great to have a, a third option like that, just just a you know a Taysom Hill type, someone you can throw in there, make a right. little magic happen. Right, Taysom Hill. That's you know, great, that's a great point. Yeah, Taysom Hill, to me is like, you know, you put him in bit part player, um, change of pace, different look, and he's been successful successful with it. You know, so mm-hmm. Malik Cunningham is that kind of player for me, and whether or not. He's your starting, you know, future quarterback, whatever. That 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 doesn't matter. He's effective in what he can do in, in like a bit part role. Yep. And I'd yeah. like to see that. It's an interesting mm-hmm. addition. Yeah, and it'll, if you will. And it's a huge contrast to Mac Jones. Yeah, it'll too. keep people on their yeah. toes if he gets thrown out there for certain packages. Um, we got the joint practices coming up with the Packers this week, the Titans next week. Tons of reps to be had for starter level, backup level, guys on the bubble, uh, not to mention the preseason games that follow each of those um, joint practices, joint practice, uh, multiple sessions in both cases. Okay, 
We also briefly mentioned uh, the biggest name to join the team, Ezekiel Elliott, one-year deal worth, who knows, yeah. $4 million, $6 million, whatever it is. It's like kind of in line with the Damian Harris money is, is what it sounds like. Zeke, I, everybody seems to be just talking about his no. pass protection. Way more than... Way more than Zeke, or way more than Damian Harris made like one point okay. seven. Well, we we still haven't seen the Zeke number yet. We got cap space. It's I think it's it's uh, no no no. They like said six. they said it's just under six. six, but not fully up to six. Up to six, just like up to six. Yeah, they said so. three guar- It was like three oh, yeah. three and a half or four guar- I think three and a half guaranteed. We'll I heard. See. We'll see. Don't don't get fixated on the hundreds of thousands. Um, the point is Zeke gives you a legitimate no, yeah. running back to put in the backfield with Ramondre after what we saw with Pierre strong, Kevin Harris really wasn't somebody yep. else in the building, uh, that you could feel comfortable if something happened to Ramondre, that everything wasn't going to fall apart in the run game. Also somebody that can spell him on third right. downs. He doesn't have to be out there every third down Zeke known for pass protection, catches the That's ball, the well, doesn't run away from people, uh, anymore. But still good on short yardage. Like he's he's got a lot of pros in his game, and I'm going to be going to the Pats Cowboys game, so I'm going to be there when he goes back to Dallas for the first time. That's going to be sick. Oh, storyline just came That's through. Right. I should get these tickets before they go through the roof. Um, what 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 was your guys' first yeah, reaction to, to hearing Zeke was coming in? Ryan, you take it. I think it's positive. Um, you look at what we have behind Ramondre and it's a bunch of second year guys. Pierre Strong I think makes a team. I think Kevin White looks like he's on the outs. Um, Ezekiel Elliott, really good goal line back. Um, can get you some short yardage, can catch the ball a little bit. I think he can do some things. Um, you know, whether or not he's 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 not the Ezekiel Elliott of old, but we, we saw that last couple of years in, in Dallas, Tony Pollard basically took his job. And, you know, good player. I think he can help us. And, you know, $4 million up to $6 million, that's not a bad deal. You know, I would have yeah. rather had Dalvin Cook. I think he can yeah. do a lot more at this stage in his career. But I think Dalvin costs a lot more money. Um, I'm happy with it. I think that Zeke's a good player. He's a veteran. He's got a lot of experience. Um, and I think I think he's going to help the team. James? You know? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, I think um, it's an upgrade. I think Ty Montgomery, as we've seen, was supposed to be our third down back, and he continues to get hurt. He's kind of older. We brought in, uh, what's his name, Washington from the Jags before the season. That didn't work out. So right now on our roster, Montgomery's pretty much out. He's been hurt since the second day of training camp or something. I, I can't imagine, you know, he's not that type of player where they're just going to float him on the roster. Um, I think they really brought Zeke in to spell him as a third down back. And like you said, someone that could take some reps, I think Harris and stronger still going to make the team just based on numbers. Zeke is going to be their fourth guy in the running back room, which is a pretty small running back room, especially compared to our, our history with how many running backs we've kept. Um, and I think it'll be good. I mean, I, I like him as a third down back. Ryan mentioned that, um, you know, Dalvin Cook would have been better, and Dalvin Cook's money is supposedly around eight or nine million, from what I'm hearing. And I would take Dalvin Cook ten times out of ten for a few million bucks more. 
I don't think he wanted to come to New England. They tried to get him in for a visit. That never happened. And to me, that's he didn't want to come here. So maybe we'd never choice. I'm happy they went out and got him. You know, we'll see what he has left in the tank. But in terms of receiving, you know, if he can spell Stevenson occasionally and go in for third downs when Stevenson's had, had a lot of touches. Uh, Zeke's had three seasons, had three seasons in a row just a few years out. Um, over 50 catches 2021 he had 47 catches last year he only had 17 he had some injury stuff but you know the guy averages 7.7 yards per reception which is pretty good for a running back yeah maybe he's not going to burn through anybody but he's probably the type of guy who can do really good pass protection he knows how to pass protect they've used him for that a lot in the past and he could probably just jump out there find the soft part of his own and get you five or six yards that's exactly what we need now if he can get more than that great that's fantastic but for a third down back that's all i'm looking for and then you put him in on the third third and one when stevenson's tired type of thing great is it really moving the needle no but i feel like and we can get into a little bit the it's creating some kind of offensive identity here where i think we're going to yeah. play a little bully ball and i, I kind of like that yeah so it, it rounds out one of the the weaker spots on the depth chart which is going to be huge. <clears throat> Couple other injury related updates. Cole Strange is back practicing. Massive upgrade at left guard right there. Thank and God. then Mike Asicki, unfortunately, dislocated his shoulder at practice yesterday. Uh, Minor. They think quote it is possible. Yeah. Dislocated shoulder. Possible there. he returns for week one. I wouldn't rush it. I really wouldn't rush it. You know, if you can yeah, get him, I, a, I want, you need one, him healthy. Yeah. You need him term, healthy. I wouldn't rush that either. Yeah. What it's going to mean in the, yeah. especially preseason, like there's, there's no yeah. reason in in the near term, what it's going to mean is they're going to have to carry three tight ends on that final roster projection. Most of them that I've seen right. are showing two. I never believed in that because, well, for the first thing, I you think Kasiki is more of a receiver than a tight end to begin with. Um, so I think mm. they're going to want some more beef, which works against Anthony Ferkser, who has looked good. Uh, but I think they're going to have to keep a third tight end. Just going to have to. Yeah, I definitely think so too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You always, we're going to, I feel like you should always keep three. Yeah. Well, especially when all, all season or I'm sorry, all preseason, they've allegedly been running a lot of, uh, 12 personnel, two tight ends, a lot of two tight ends. You know, if we were just going to one tight end offense, I don't think it's as big of a deal. When we're running those guys out there at the same time all the time, yeah, you, you, need, yeah. you need a backup as if that's a regular yeah. so spot. So currently <clears throat> at least one backup. Well, one you run into roster yeah. restrictions. So currently I have oh, yeah. 43 guys as roster locks at this point, which is a lot. Which leaves okay. you 10 guys for wiggle room. And I got 28 guys on the bubble. Wait, 27 guys in the bubble after we just cut to Marcus Mitchell. So there's going to be a fair amount of trimming that's going to have to happen. Now you can hold some of those guys in the practice oh, yeah. squad, but they'd have to clear waivers. Nobody else claims them. And then I think you're allowed to um, upgrade three guys per week onto your active roster. So you can get up to like 56 guys yeah. and then you trim down to 46 for the game day roster. It's a whole thing, but they're going to cut some significant right. talent 
when when the time comes and definitely which is good yeah means we have talent Uh, i think they're gonna they're gonna have to cut bait on a couple people that they've been stringing along uh guys like ronnie perkins anthony jennings sean wade gone miles bryant no i don't i think anthony jennings i mean there's there's a decent number of people like that that i i mean but at defensive tackle lawrence guy Daniel Aquale and Carl Davis. We're only going to keep two of those guys. It just Carl Davis. I don't know because they're going to be going against the Eagles Week One. That's the thing. Doesn't matter. That's one game. Carl yeah. Davis has been terrible. We'll see. Hey, I don't know. That's my opinion. You know my <laughs> opinion on him. I know. I I think we're gonna. You know, this is a year where we're getting rid of some serious talent. I you mentioned Anthony Jennings. I feel like he's a guy I've seen enough from. Um, you know, the receiver room, I feel like we're going to keep six receivers. You might disagree with me on that. And that, you know, it comes down to I, he's tomorrow. In. Douglas, he's a lock. my boy yeah. has clearly made, he's, he's in and he's made a big impact. And I think booty is interesting enough. And we've had such an issue at receiver that you got to keep him around because he's the type of guy that like, he's going to have issues, you know, or he's going to get scooped up. You know, he's not a practice, uh, practice team guy. He's, he's. And, you know, from LSU, he's got enough background where people have seen and heard enough that he'll get scooped up by somebody. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, and then special all teams the get special really teams confusing is, when you're no. like, are they going to keep two kickers? Gone. Are... Well, here's a scenario for okay. you. No. I'm going to throw one out. Uh, Ryan, are you trying to, are you trying to get in here? Ryan's having some technical difficulties. No, no, I'm okay. listening. Okay. Um, I have two scenarios. So we have a lot of safeties. Jalen Mills just did really good and he played a lot. And I heard something that like, oh, maybe he played a lot to get traded. I think you have him, you have a few safeties, you could trade one of them. He'd probably, maybe him, maybe Bledsoe, maybe Adrian Phillips. I'd trade one of those. They love Bledsoe. You're you're not going to get enough for Bledsoe. He's a good enough player that'll stick. It's probably between Mills and Adrian Phillips. And I think you can give up one of those and still be pretty good. The other one that nobody's really talking about is Nick Folk. You know, I understand he's a kicker and kickers only get so much whatever, but like there was a shortage of kickers last year, especially in the middle of the season. I remember Nick Folk, like you drafted the our, you know, the kicker in the what fourth, fourth round, round or yeah. something, fourth round, you're going to try and you're going to mm-hmm. try and keep him. Yeah. And by all accounts, he's been doing well at camp. He's kind of winning the job. He's got a big leg. Use Folk, you know, trade Folk for somebody. Get a get a backup tackle in here. You know what I mean? Trade one or both, a safety and a kicker, and get a tackle. And then that takes care of some roster spots for uh, you, too. Possibly. Possibly. I just don't know if there's you know, that much of a trade market I'm, right now for any of those guys not named Jalen Mills. And I like Mills because he plays free safety. Yeah, we, we can got you. Can you guys hear me? I do, too. Yeah, yeah. My internet is so bad right now. What do you? <laughs> yeah, dude, your internet. We can't see issues. you. No worries. We'll we'll keep plowing ahead. I, I hang yeah. on. adds to the show. My internet is so bad. Um, I, I need a minute. What do you? Also at um um uh de- defensive back. We apologize, everybody, for the drum set that we're hearing on Ryan's side. I swear he's not banging away. Just trying to get things to work. Uh. <laughs> One of the complicating factors in the defensive backfield, Jack Jones has a legal situation going on, and he's penciled in as a potential starter. He 
I know. And it sounds well, like he was not going to have, have his hearing like this week and they bumped it back to the middle of September. So now that ish, his situation isn't going to be resolved before roster cutdown date. So he'll be presumably on the roster active for the first week against, yeah. uh, against mm-hmm. the Eagles. And then I guess what they're, what they're thinking is they push this back because they're working on a plea deal. Could you Im- imagine him not getting jail time <laughs> for this? But <laughs> they're saying he's the going to get out of it. I'm hearing because I don't know. There was another thing that just happened a couple of years ago. They just, if they push, keep pushing the court case enough, and then they like find someone to say, I did it. Somebody else it who's going to take the fall for this. And some, like a, yeah, a friend or something. Like there's like weird little things that they'll do. To get basically, yeah, just push it off, push it off. There was something with Zeke did, I don't know, some crazy thing a few years ago, and one of his buddies took the fall, or I don't know if it was Zeke. Don't go throwing someone. around names. Don't make it accusations. I we don't from, need litigation. Here. I thought, I thought someone from Dallas. I thought it, yeah, right. But it's happened okay. before. Well, that would be cool, especially because then Jack Jones would be really motivated to get a big contract, so he could pay off whatever debt he owes to this person taking the fall for him. Yeah, uh, I know, right? But yeah, but yeah, dude, it that makes it interesting. Um, you know, if it's Christian John Gonzalez, Jack and Jonathan Jones at the starting cornerbacks, Marcus Jones, your your that's next legit. guy up. That's extremely that's legit. pretty good. Right? You got Isaiah Bolden, Isaiah Bolden and Miles Bryant. Yeah. And Sean Wade are the next guys kind of in there. I think Isaiah Bolden Amir makes Speed. it. Amir Speed, I think, is a practice squad hundred yeah. percent guy. I don't think he makes the team. I don't think he. I think Bolden's showed enough at practice and to maybe usurp Miles Bryant at that that last cornerback spot, unless they choose to keep six. Which it looks like Miles yeah, Bryant's on the I outs. Hope he is because now we have so many guys that can return kicks. Uh, you know, Pierre Strong can return kicks. Um, yeah. So so why do we really need Miles Bryant at this point? Yeah. Uh. Isaiah Bolden. I think there's better. I think there's better corners. I think there's way better. Yeah. Isaiah Bolden. He led really good. He led college football Um, in kick return average last year. Yeah. Yeah. Marcus Jones is still around. Marcus Jones. I mean, yeah, we didn't even see Marcus Jones last game. That's the thing about the last game. It really (laughs) sucked. (laughs) That last game. This game, this game sucked. It was, it was brutal to watch. It was like you're watching like guys that probably aren't going to make the team. A lot of them, a lot of um, them. Yeah. I mean, speaking so, to that, we like, think they're going to play in you know Saturday night. They the starters got they play, must right? they they got to play in at least one preseason game. I mean, they it would be so to. Belichick to only play they them in joint to. practices and then sit them for the game. That would be so him. I mean, they got to get up the game. I love the joint practices. I love the joint practices too. Yeah, I just you wish love- we could watch them. Yeah, I think that's huge. I know. You know, I know. I know. I think if that's huge. I think that's that'd almost be better than a, It's almost better than a game. Depending on how many snaps you get for these guys. Yeah. Like to play against real competition and you know I know like Green Bay's going to going to play their players. Yeah. You know, it, it's not like in practice, you don't you don't sit people in practice. You know, you play people in practice. Yeah, so, right, right. I'm interested to see what comes out of that. I think it's good too. You probably get into a couple fights. That's natural. 
you know, and a lot of good competitiveness, camaraderie comes out of that. I love joint practice. You you always get the fights and all that kind of stuff, and that builds teams. So even more so than the games, I think sometimes. Yeah, it gives the yeah, oh definitely give the guys a a chance to gel against an opponent in that practice setting. Hmm. Instead of constantly yeah, exactly. fighting each other. Exactly. Now it's us against them. The same linemen and right. It's huge. No, I I'm excited for them to face Green Bay. Green Bay could be a decent team. I'm hearing that recent. You know, I've heard me, different things about Jordan Love playing quarterback. So you'll you're getting a decent team to practice against. They need it. It doesn't seem like training camp is really that difficult all these days. <laughs> you know, it's like one it's session, too short. It's too a short, little yeah. bit of hitting two hours it's like that doesn't sound that intense so i bet you know at least the speed of things when you go and joint practices like you want you're killing each other versus maybe you're pulling your punches a little bit against your own teammate yeah teammates. so who, who are we looking at closely yeah. in the the game saturday night against the packers i mean the the easy answer is the quarterbacks if you want to watch malik cunningham if mac jones plays i mean i want to see our offensive line who they're rolling out there to block for Mac Jones is a yeah, well. It's not going to be. I mean, me. the only differences might be David Andrews, Cole Strange, Trent Brown, because on one who's not going to be ready, Calvin Anderson's not well, going to be ready. Yeah, I mean the Calvin Anderson things. It, what? I want to see less of a rotation. I want to see right more limited players. You know what I mean? Like some of these guys, you have to start cutting your losses and saying these guys need snaps. We want to see what they can do. Uh, Stuber stands out to me. I want to see more of Chase and Hines. I thought he looked pretty good um, from at least a you know pass blocking perspective. I thought run block everybody looked like shit except for Andrew uh, Kirk no. Ferentz. <laughs> Kirk Ferentz, Ferentz? James Ferentz, James Ferentz. I'll forever Kirk's fuck that coach. up. He's yeah, terrible. I'll forever fuck that up. I think I thought so he played. I think he might have picked up a knock too in the game. He might have picked up a little injury in that game too. I didn't think he looked that great, to be honest, James Ferentz. But, but he whatever. looked better he, in run than than most people. He's a practice squad guy. All right. Yeah. He's, I mean, I, I you know, we we got to see what happens there. Calvin Anderson, like, is he just not going to play? It's a non-football yeah. illness. So I, and there's so nobody knows. So it, it's pretty clear you can't count on him. It's interesting that the number of people like Trey Flowers is on pup right now, so he wouldn't count against the roster, but he could return to the team. Like September, October, some I think like October. So, I they they might try to float a couple guys on pup. I think Cody Davis is also on pup, who's been on the team for like ten years. Yeah, it's he like, is. I think actually closer to five years, but they they might try to f- keep some of those veterans around and just keep them in the background, wait for an injury in October, bring them back, do that that roster shuffle, mm-hmm. uh, but. In terms of people, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing. I want to see Christian Barmore. I just want him to take that leap. I want to get the first glimpse of it. I just want him to be that know, right? dominant interior player that we all expect him to be, uh, or that we all know his potential is to be. I would love yeah. to see that. And then also Marte Mapu. Yeah, Barmore to see Mapu. Mapu, yeah. Well, he hasn't been hitting yet, so he what might still be on non-contact. The deal he might be that. doing that. For the anybody whole... explain that? He's got a shoulder. shoulder. It's his shoulder. He had, he had soldier, sh- shoulder Try surgery. Try that one more time. Say it three times fast. 
shoulder fast, fast, surgery. Fast. <laughs> no, no. Uh, shoulder surgery in the off season. Yeah. So he's still recovering from that. I think he, it, it happened right before the draft or around the draft or something like that yeah. before we draft worked him. out for us. So that's God, a thing. I can't wait there. to see that guy in action, but cannot I mean, wait. Hopefully he's fine. I know there's a lot of talk about him. Also, I want to see pop Douglas. Can't wait to see him in actual action. We saw him barely in the game at all. And, you know, I saw a report from, I think it was yesterday's practice that he, when they went to two minute red zone, he was one of the top receivers. He was one of the top three or four receivers. Wow. You wouldn't expect a five, eight guy and to Mac be went to him a twice. red zone target. <clears throat> no. Wow. Even, even when we were for um, the listeners, JJ and I went to a uh, past training camp a couple weeks ago and you could see from across the field, how different DeMario Douglas looked than Tyquan Thornton. And I get that they're different heights and all that stuff, but the crispness of the route running and the burst out of the cuts and the sharpness of the cuts, it was, it was, he was on Which another is great. And I'm not, I'm not trying to single out Tyquan Thornton, although yeah. he's had his struggles in training camp, but, Kendrick Bourne was right there. I mean, it's not like they were hiding all their receivers. Just Mario Douglas jumps. No, he, he right. You could tell, like he, yeah, right. You, you're watching, and it's like, wow, that guy. Yeah, that guy is, is a nasty. different animal. Who no one's going to stay with him. You're right. Yeah, he looks unbelievable in practice. The way he can separate, I think you 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 have a real player there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's going to make the team easily. Definitely. Um, my thing is with Keishon Booty. You know, we need to see what this guy can do. He made a uh, maybe one catch in the last game. I think we got to keep him. Showed for a ball. Well, and, we'll, uh, we'll learn more after the last, next that two weeks. That's a you guy would hate, I would love given, to have on the roster. Yeah. Yeah, I would hate to cut him and, and or put him on the practice squad, and then someone no. someone signs him. Can't do that. It's just like, I think that that's a guy that, I want to see more of. Yeah. I don't want to cut that guy at all. I don't either. Because, like I said, him being from LSU, you know, SEC, he's got that background. There's a lot of guys that have come out of there, been extremely successful. And if he's showing anything in camp, someone's going to take a flyer on him. I think with all the receiver trouble we've had, we've got to keep him. Like, yeah, take someone's and, spot. And here's the thing. Like, you don't want to see – us cut him or put him on the practice squad and then someone else gets him and he gets back to full health. Right. And they get us a, a blue chip, which is what he really is. But I, I still think there's something wrong with him where he's not able to fully perform at his level mm. because I've seen him pull away from Alabama DBs. I've seen him, you know, make catches over, over five-star recruits, you know, like, that's a guy that has serious fucking upside. Yeah. So to lose him on the cheap, yeah, would be a disaster. And you keep know? yeah, and I would keeping hate to see him. Whoever you keep over him too, it's like, what are we going to keep some special teamer? Yeah. Or well, we're not, not keeping Trey Nixon. It would be a different position. I, I guarantee you that. No. And that that catch in the end zone, Trey Nixon had a catch in the end zone. It was a beautiful blew it. pass yeah, from Malik blew Cunningham, it. and it blew he it. just blew it. Went right through his hands. It was like. It was oh, easy too. This guy just scrambled out of the pocket, uncontested made a catch. throw, yeah. And you dropped it, yeah. Like you're trying to make the team, aren't you? Like this is your NFL career at stake, mm-hmm. and you fucking don't make that catch. <laughs> Sorry, Trey. Ernie Adams, like, be damned. Yeah, you might happening. have to, might have to go back to the I practice know, right? squad. 
Okay. Yeah, dude. <clears throat> the uh, yeah. the well, the, I would want to say one more thing about Demario Douglas when we were at camp. It, it just I just remembered was the type of player he was. He was the guy who can stop on a dime and start again. His change of direction was the fastest on the field. And that's saying something where, you know, there's Marcus Jones and other stuff like that. Like his stop start acceleration was like jumped off the field. It was like, holy shit. Who just did that? Oh, it's Demario Douglas. Remember that? We were like for a guy that's put on almost 20 pounds too. Like, (laughs) right. Yeah. If we were, you know, uh, I wonder what he looked like at 175 pounds. It's insane. But yeah, he is in that Marcus Jones category of, of those guys that, just yeah, it just acceleration. You, you can't believe it. Okay. Uh, so I think we co- we covered the past pretty good. After we see, you know, preseason week two, all the reports coming out of joint practices. Then we got preseason week three and more joint practices. Hopefully this picture firms out a, a little bit better. We, we hope there's no more injuries. Hopefully they're able to stay healthy for the most part and, and carry this squad into the season where they will face off against a number of AFC East opponents multiple times this year. Notably, the Hard Knocks uh, highlighted New York Jets. Did you guys watch the the episode, first episode? Yep. I did. JJ has. I I haven't been watching it. Aaron, I Um, usually don't watch it. I usually, I haven't watched it in years, but Aaron Rodgers, the Jets, they didn't want to do it. Just something about it, I had to see it. And it was good. I mean, if I were a Jets fan, I wouldn't feel bad about anything. I would be pretty excited about Rodgers, to be honest. But there was also this very interesting, you can see if you picked up on it, I'm sure you did. Just like Aaron Rodgers is everybody's Uh best friend. It was very catered to his ego a little bit. You know, I don't want to say his ego, but very catered to him being this just above, you know, bigger than life guy on their field. Like they've never seen it before. Like, can you believe this? Can you be- like to the point of the coach? I don't think the coach will be able to say anything to him once the season gets going. I know, right? Like uh, three God, quarters of the episode was, that. you know what I mean? Yeah. If the coach can't say anything to you, forget it. You he, know, like, he was. You need to be coached. I mean, Sean, did, the reason there's coaches, you know, like yeah, absolutely. Did you? I know pick you're up on that. A great player. Even Tom Brady yeah, needs coaching. He, he always embraced. You know, it. right. Uh, uh, and yeah, the, I mean, the whole thing yeah. was about Aaron Rodgers. I also laughed at the beginning when he goes out to practice yeah. and the Jets fans are chanting Aaron Rodgers. It's <laughs> like, you poor fucks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You and then anything. I thought Zach Wilson looked like a like a deer in headlights. He's like, oh, yeah, he's he's learning. He's coming along. Yeah. And what I saw was a guy that's not going to make it at all. <laughs> and then. No. Yeah, no, he's going to end up waiver wire fodder. Someone's going to pick him up and, yeah. and actually try to develop him. He just seems. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm there for that. I'm there for that because I think that's when shit's going to change for him. And, and I, you know, don't discount him on this first rookie deal because I feel like maybe he doesn't get it now, but he's got enough talent to last. Yeah, he was you know, your boy yeah. pre-draft. He was my boy, dude. I, th- I you feel called like the, him from the like were like the. You called him from his last year of college. You were all over him. I junior year in college, I was like, yeah, maybe maybe it wasn't. His, yeah. it was the year before he got drafted. Yeah, I was like, I like all this over kid him. a lot, dude. He's got something. Yeah, but so you know, the best thing for him might to might be to yeah. like. I just didn't think his or like 
his his personality you know, didn't for... seem like a starting quarterback. Yeah, he could do uh, it. Although he was he was he, talking he with his teammates, which I've never seen him do before. So that's a good thing. But the the air right the Aaron Rodgers hype like the number of yeah. teammates that go he's nothing like the way they portray him in the media and I'm like did you all have to say that and also how was he portrayed right. in the media like nobody wanted to address like how is he portrayed in the media like uh yeah like what are you well, getting he's at? portrayed yeah, in the media exactly. the way he portrays himself <laughs> You know, it's a reflection. It's a reflection of of what he's said to people, and he's a fucking total, you know, narcissistic, egomaniacal uh, maniac. <laughs> yeah, you if know, you're gonna say a, a bunch asshole. of cryptic shit to the media, so, and and couch it in like, oh well, mm. oh he's nice to us. He's nice to us. He's he's cool to us for yeah, now. He's you know, cool you know who players, else is cool I'm to sure. his teammates well, for the first you know, month? You know, Kyrie Irving. For for now teammates love Kyrie Irving when he walks yeah, in the right, building yeah. and then he you fucking know? shoots himself shoots totally. his way out Aaron yeah. Rodgers is as much of a locker room cancer as you can find in the NFL you know he is going to manifest himself and and become this thing that's bigger than the team and is, he is. never bigger than the team he's already he's bigger never than bigger than the team oh, yeah. he's already yeah. way bigger so, than the team that's what I got. So, like, he is a super, yeah. superstar, and they're all like, we're very <laughs> happy. You know, we're so excited to be working on Aaron Rodgers' team. It seemed like Aaron Rodgers' team. He seemed like the coach from that first episode. Salah was, like, drooling at Did everything. you see like, that? Oh, my throw. God. Can you believe this quarterback play? And it's like, that's great. Yeah. But, you know, I, we can all see the writing on the wall where, you know, two months in, they've lost. I mean, they have a incredibly difficult six or seven game stretch, right? Right to start the season. Like it, they could easily yeah. go, you know, one and eight, or if they go on a tear, they could do, you know, obviously a lot better than that, but say they lose three games in a yeah. row. What, what do you do in that situation when your superstar quarterback's not doing it or your defense isn't doing he's, it and he's up the coach's ass or the coach can't, you know, it's like, yeah, a lot Bills. of issues. It's going to be finger pointing. Yeah. It's a lot finger of pointing. finger pointing. And that's what that was that's what Aaron Rodgers does, okay? When things don't go Aaron Rodgers way, yeah. it starts finger pointing. And their offensive you know, line is like awful. This and that and and nothing's right around me. The defense sucks. Um the coaches the coaches suck. It's always the same <laughs> fucking thing with Aaron Rodgers. I don't care. You know? Yeah. Like, I don't care where you put this guy, you know? And, and yeah, he's super talented. You know, MVP discussion, yeah, that he deserves all that because he's that talented. But when things go bad with Aaron Rodgers, and this is why he hasn't succeeded to the point of his talent, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. In comparison to his talent, he's never come up to that because no. he doesn't take responsibility. And, you know, I haven't watched the show, but I can guarantee oh, yeah. you what's happening right there. Yeah. And, I'm more excited to watch that show to see Garrett Garrett Wilson and Quinn and Williams. Well, that is and, cool. The uh, um, the Sauce the Garrett Gardner Wilson. And, and... Yeah, the Garrett Wilson yeah, Sauce Gardner. They go they go on each other every. It seems like every practice, and that's great. Like, yeah, that's going to be pretty good. Like, they do and have you some can great just imagine too. what Garrett Wilson is taking from that because yeah. he's going against a top corner, and same thing with Sauce. Definitely. He's going against a top 
I think a top receiver. Like when I watched him at Ohio State and even last year, um, iron sharpens iron. And I think that that's really interesting to watch because they're just going to make each other better, um, which which sucks as a Pats fan to say, but they're extreme talents. They're blue chip, five star, however you want to say it. They're they're fantastic talents. Yeah, but that team has all the pieces in place to implode, and I expect it to happen. I can't Mm -hmm. wait for it to happen. JJ, you you alluded to the beginning of their schedule. Don't put it. I think we've talked Bills at the Cowboys, Patriots, Chiefs at the Broncos, Eagles. Those are their first six games. And then they play the Giants, Giants, Chargers at the Raiders, at the Bills uh, against the Dolphins. Those are their first 11 games. There's no cupcake in there. So it's... I mean, the easiest game is probably it's the a Jets. lot going on. I mean, the Jets playing the Patriots, maybe going going to Denver and playing the probably. Broncos. Never an easy place to play. Or Oak, Oakland, maybe or Oakland. Vegas. Um, but it, <laughs> you know, and they're, I'm sorry, Vegas. Um, the uh, you know their offensive line. That's the one thing I keep hearing about. All you know how tough our division is, but nobody has a good offensive line. That the Patriots might have the best offensive line of the bunch by a little bit after we just bitched about it for 20 minutes. If we're all healthy <laughs> after we're all healthy. Right. Well, that's, no. that's what it tells no, me. We like, don't, we if don't. the jets, we don't dude, if the jets offensive line is bad, I know they have decent, they're, you know, back to our, um, my, my, my he hasn't then, played in two years, but he was injured last year. Yeah. He hasn't he's played practicing their left tack. He's, he's penciled in like they have a I whole bunch Mekhi of Beckton. no He's such a moose. And it absolutely chucks people. He's huge. He's a but if he can't stay healthy, I mean, you know, Green Bay always had a pretty pretty good offensive line. And when they didn't, things went to shit. It was a disaster for them. Every time. Everything went to shit. So I I can see that being the All biggest right. issue for them. Also in the AFC East, I don't think we touched on this last episode. Jalen Ramsey tore a meniscus in his knee, and I believe they said he was getting surgery to have it repaired, which makes it a longer recovery time. He is questionable for September, likely not back until October, and the Pats get them in September. So it's looking like we're going to miss Jalen Ramsey in that first matchup against the Dolphins. Big benefit for us, big hit for the Dolphins after you know they're, they're paying him that much yeah. money. Luckily for them, they got Xavier Howard on the other side. But, yeah. The- they drafted Cam Smith. So it's not like they're, they're totally poor. They have yeah. some players there. And they had that kid... The, with the um, Hawaiian name, maybe maybe it's not Hawaiian. I don't. I'm, what's his name? Kuhi we'll or something like I that. Uh, that played pretty well last year. We will so. find out. Right. Um, a couple quarterback news updates. Anthony Richardson, Colts uh, draft pick number four overall, is has been named the starter. He's the first rookie quarterback to be named the starter. We expect it to happen with Bryce Young. We expect it to happen with C.J. Stroud. Anthony Richardson was the developmental mm-hmm. prospect of the three, and, and he's the one that's been named the starter first. Uh, a lot of pressure on him. Shocking. I don't. Yeah, that I don't division know. is such crap. Yeah, it's know. like, man, anybody could make a run for the playoffs. <laughs> of all the quarterbacks, maybe in the last couple years, that I would have liked to have seen had a had a red shirt year. Anthony Richardson is by far number one in that list. Like he needed a red shirt year. So I think that's potentially like 
throwing him to the wolves detrimental to the team? No, he's super talented. So, you know, his talent level is way above any of, you know, the guys they've they've had before, people we've seen in the past that, that have been backups. But I think that Anthony Richardson being thrown to the wolves like that is potentially a disaster. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you guys? What do you guys think? I I completely agree. I think you know, all you heard was he's a developmental prospect. Who's the coach over there now? Shh, Frank Shane Reich Steichen. Who is it? I want to say. So sh- from the Eagles, yeah, yeah, the offensive coordinator from the Eagles. They're going to try to do the Eagles. Oh offense. boy. Yeah. Okay, so. No. Yeah, so I mean Anthony Richardson, from all accounts I've heard this preseason was. He's got the arm. He's got a rocket arm, but he sounds very much got, like yeah. first-year Josh Allen where he's got the rocket arm, but he throws it 15 <laughs> yards over everyone's head. So that doesn't really bode well for a season. It's going to take him time to get that get over that. Jim Ursay's just, you know, gunslinging Ursay over there like, put in the rocket. You know, I don't know. I, I think that whole organization's a disaster as long as Jim Ursay is still calling the shots. Um, right. and this decision is a reflection of that and yeah, we'll see by I, week I five like it, that he's gotten his ass kicked probably. Right. Right. And, and how do you respond to that? Right. That's the thing with a, a, a rookie quarterback. Who's he competing guard against? How do you, I mean, they're, they are doing the Eagles really? from last year. Okay. So with Minshew as the backup. Wow. I'm surprised he beat out Gardner. It's probably preordained. No, probably didn't. So when I think about stuff like this, stuff like this, I feel like, all right, so if I'm thrown to the wolves um, my in my rookie year, how do I respond to it? Do I have the personality traits, the um, fortitude to, to withstand this right. and evolve and not let it get me down when I have a shitty rookie year, you know, which I think we kind of all – are kind of expecting. I mean, I know we're going to see flashes from him because he's that kind of special athlete where he can do some things that, I mean, 99% of people can't fucking do. Mm-hmm. The, how fast he is, how, how strong his arm is, um, how do you respond to it when you don't perform well? And, and how do you let it affect you? You know, so, uh, you know, th- you can look at it from two different perspectives, but I feel like, it's always best to be cautious yeah. with guys like that and their confidence and, and that when kind of thing. He came, came from, from a small-time school, That's too. That's a huge school, right? He came, oh, from, he came Florida. from Florida. He's a big-time school. Yeah, yeah. All right. Anthony I'm, Richardson. Yeah, no, I'm thinking of Will Levis. That's okay. Um, Levis. Thank you. Yeah, you're probably thinking of Levis. Yeah. That was so a, he's, yeah. he's at the Titans. We could talk about him, too. But <laughs> I'd rather not talk <laughs> about him. I just think that... Same. <laughs> I just think that, like... It's all player dependent, right? Like, how much do you believe in yourself? Mm-hmm. How much are you going to get down when things don't go your way? Are you going to get super down where, like, it affects you permanently? Yeah. Or are you going to recover? And, yeah. You know, I always like, I always say, like, a red shirt year in the NFL level to adjust to the, the game speed yeah, I think is not a bad I thing. I agree totally with what you're saying. The biggest risk I feel like you could take with a young quarterback is to lose their confidence and lose their eye level. It's the classic David Carr. You throw him out there behind a terrible offensive line, not saying the Colts have a bad one, uh, although they were below average last year. But uh, 
if you lose that confidence, you lose that eye level. Now, all of a sudden, you're not an NFL caliber quarterback. So, right. Right. Yeah. And, sometimes and people will you can't ever be that. after that? You know, and, and that's the risk you take with a 21 year old and, and sitting them back there when. Is he, he, is is he even young. 21? I know he's really young. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't even know if that kid's crazy. 21. That's crazy. You know, that kid's a baby. He might not even be able to buy a fucking beer. Like, you know, I'm, I'm sure he can get a beer. <laughs> not that we're condoning like, that. Um, <laughs> I condone beer. I condone beer. If you're Go in the ahead. NFL and and Go you're ahead. 250 pounds, a couple yeah, gin tonics. take one. No, but he's a special athlete, and I just I remember coming into this whole process saying, I like Anthony Richardson a lot, but he needs a year to develop, have someone in front of him, learn the ropes, um, right? Don't destroy his confidence. But when I look, when I listen to his like press conferences and stuff like that, I don't think confidence is, is a <laughs> yeah. you know, he thinks he's, wouldn't you, he thinks he's, wouldn't you the best? I, yeah. If I could throw and like that and that. run yeah. like that at the I same time. I yeah, I would, I would be confident, but you know, he's going to have some growing. Pain. It's going to be on full and display for be... everybody to see. And he's going to have to deal with the backlash from that and all yeah. the articles that are going to get written yeah. and all the talking heads like us chatting up how he's performing yeah. another quarterback also a physical specimen out in san francisco taken third overall a couple of years ago trey lance essentially hasn't played an nfl game i think he played like half of one last year before he had that really bad injury one the game. first game of the year against against the I bears he played, was his... uh he continues to look Kind pretty horrendous, and I know his stats were really good in this game. Yeah, but he looked lost most of the time. Uh, they schemed up some throws for him. He is that classic. If it's not exactly how I expect it to be, I got nothing. He's Mitchell Trubisky, and yeah. you gotta feel. I mean, if the Niners really struck gold with Brock Purdy, we'll find out this year. We need to see another season out of him, but. Uh, they might have covered yeah. covered their mistake a bit with that, but they traded three first round picks to move up to take Trey Lance, and he looks like he can't get on the field. Yeah, terrible. That's the opposite perspective, right? All right. So when you're playing at Florida, you've been recruited by a D1 school. You've has has some success. When you're playing at North Dakota State, you must feel like you're second best because you're playing at a D2 school, right? So. I just wonder what adversity does to that versus a player that went to a prime school, a, a, a school that's won national championships, had a great history of success versus, you know, I was put in the back burner as a D2 player. Yeah. Um, confidence levels, maybe in, in the dump. You've been basically... Um, surpassed by Mr. Irrelevant. Um, Yeah. You know, I just, I just feel like the, 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 um, the analogy there, right? Like Mm -hmm. the, the juxtaposition of where you went to school versus the adversity you faced. What does it do? What does it do to your mental state? Mm -hmm. Um, I think Trey Lance is going to have a really hard time recovering from what he's been through in his first couple of years 
versus where Anthony Richardson has that belief and that physical ability and he can maybe come maybe overcome adversity better very carefully than, said than a trailer carefully mm. put <laughs> yeah I mean I I think Trey Lance it's it's unfortunate they took him to three two three years, years ago. ago he was in the three Mac Jones ago. draft so he yeah. went ahead of Justin Fields and Mac Jones That's yeah this is gonna be his right. third Holy season fuck. so we all thought it yeah. was we all thought yeah. it was a terrible pick. I think nationally it was considered a bad pick. It was considered a ton to give up for him. And now it's not working out. And I think that, you know, if if they have a mediocre season, I know they've got a lot of talent and they're kind of always projected high in the NFC, especially because the talent in the NFC at quarterback anyways isn't hasn't been as high as the AFC. It feels like every freaking good quarterback is in the AFC these days. So it gives them a chance. Uh, but if they have a bad season, I mean, that's that's the first thing now anyone's going to look at to try and get Shanahan fired. If, as soon as he has a bad season, as soon as he, no, he takes a step. No, not a chance. So? Dude, they spent three fire first yeah. rounds. Fire John Lynch. John Lynch know, is the GM that made one... that deal. There's an easy out. It's not. Everyone knows Kyle Shanahan yeah, did it. It's... But most people think Kyle Shanahan right, exactly, wanted exactly. to take Mac Jones. And then he got talked out of it, and you fire the people that talked him out. Right. Talked him out of it. Well, it looks it looks terrible. The guy, I don't think the guy's coming out of this. I mean, like you said, there's just been Stinks. no buzz around he's him. Terrible. You got, you got Purdy, and he's got he's overpassed by Purdy Darnold. and uh, what's his name? Um, for yeah. Darnold. There's a reason they brought in Darnold. It's because he's they got didn't a shot. Trey. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it uh, makes you feel so good funny, that man. that Mac Jones we dropped this, to the like, the fifth quarterback in that draft. Jordan Love and uh, do we at least still have some Thank belief? God. He well, also we'll looked really good in practice yeah, we do. when we were there watching. It was yeah, Mac looked way Mac. better than any other quarterback out there. Definitely. I mean, in the reports of only basically since we went, which was like a week and a half ago. Um, since then, it's really been the Mac show. I was listening to reports on today's, uh, not today's, yesterday's practice, which was the last like Foxborough practice, you know, until really after preseason be, uh, ends. And it's just, he's got command of the offense. He's not perfect by any means, but he's got total control out there. He knows what he's doing. He looks like he, he is very aware of all things that need to be happening for him to be successful. And he seems like he's taking that step that we were all hoping he took last year obviously with all the shit that happened last year and just the offense in general, you know, the, the reports you're seeing is the offense is, is building towards something. They're, they're building a foundation in the offense where later in the year, they're going to change, you know, they have their go-tos, they're going to build off them. They're going to change things around that, which we didn't have last year at all. And the offense had its way with the defense yesterday, which is nice. All, all practice. We've all, Training camp so far, we've heard that, you know, the defense has been taking it to the offense. They haven't really had it. But in the last week or so, it's been shifting a little bit. And then yesterday, Mac, you know, threw a bunch of touchdowns, you know, high completion uh, percentage, getting a lot of people involved. And I think they're finding their offensive stride a little bit. It really is just if they can figure this offensive line out, whether it's bringing a guy in or shuffling things around for depth issues, they could be a decent offense. I'm, I'm pretty – you know, I think our defense is going to be very good. And I feel like our offense 
you know, we got bigger receivers. We got bigger guys. If they can do this, like, kind of bully ball thing, run power football and your receivers are manhandling the cornerbacks, you got, you know, Parker Parker can do that. He's a bigger frame guy. Um, you know, Juju's a bigger frame guy. He can kind of do that. That's kind of his game a little bit coming from Pittsburgh, um, who's also had a good camp. Parker's had a decent camp. And then even in the past so many days, um, Kendrick Bourne has really been coming on, taking making strides in the offense, and he looks huge. Talk about, yeah, yeah. Bowling, you know, and there were plays, you know, you read about it that he just, you know, man press coverage, he just beats him. He's just beating them up because he's bigger than them. You put them in with Douglas. You got Stevenson in the background. Now Zeke Elliott. That's a big offense to have to handle. Plus our two big tight ends. So I'm hoping that's the identity they they find. That's what Billy O'Brien's trying to do with this team. And we might be pretty successful. You got a top five, top 10 defensive unit and top 15 offense. I think you can, you know, do some damage in the league. At least a little bit. Yeah. For me, it's about the short game, you know, short game passing, yeah. short game, short game running. Um, can we get things off quick enough? Uh, because I think that's what it's going to have to be to show any kind of success. Um, I think that with our tackle situation, Mac Jones is going to be under pressure quickly. So read and react quickly. Read the defenses quickly. Um, get guys lined up in the right position. Um, maybe, maybe a lot of motion, yeah. um, that kind of thing. And then we can see what we can, cause I think it's a big year for Mac. We oh, need definitely. to get the best out of this kid, you know? And, and if we can put him in the best position to succeed, even though I feel like we failed to done, do that personnel wise with these tackles, um, Trent Brown and Riley reef as your tackles is, is really not. Not top great. NFL caliber. No, you know when you when you just look at it on paper, it's not, and it's not the worst probably in the NFL, but it's not. I think it's middle tier. Yeah, at best. Um, I think that you need to address that situation, and 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 really like everybody's solid from the skill position group. You don't have a superstar. But you have a bunch of really good, solid NFL caliber players, B-level players everywhere. Kasiki, Henry, um, Devontae Parker, Kendrick Bourne, uh, Thompson, Ramondre Stevenson, Elliott. There's a bunch of good operational players mm-hmm. that you can put into position. But if you're under pressure in one second, yeah, it's gonna be it doesn't fucking matter who you have. Yeah. So you need to get this thing operating on on a you know you know systematic basis where you, you are ready to make a decision within two and a half seconds. You well, know? Yeah. Well, and just kind of what you're saying too, just how much you know, it needs to look crisp, it needs to look, you know, guys getting to the line, people being in position, all that stuff. By all reports, it's way ahead of last year. Like way ahead offensively. <laughs> well that's which, not hard to do no it's not which but it's just that's like i'm ha- that's trending in the right direction me and sean we're talking to someone um tread carefully very close tread carefully been, goes there a lot <laughs> yeah he goes there a lot he's, he's at training camp a lot and he was basically <laughs> saying walter white looks <laughs> jeez 
It looks a lot. He was he was saying it looks where they were in practice at the end of last season. They are far ahead of that, you know, through the first couple of weeks of training camp already. So, you know, you want to be crisp and, and tight at the end of the season. This year, they're already past where they were last year. Now, last year was a dumpster fire, but it just shows that, okay, Bill O'Brien comes in. What does he add? Well, it looks like an offense. People are running to the line. People aren't jumping off sides. There's not as many, you know, like you said, systematic problems, penalties, whatever. It just is a crisp operation. And that's, you know, right there gets you a little further than you did last year, right? Without even, yeah. you know, just off the bat. So yeah, I'm excited for that. All good points. We got a lot to look forward to. We got two more preseason games, then we got roster cutdowns, and then we get to get to the get to the real action as I stumble over that. Absolutely. I mean, just how much already does it feel more promising oh my God, than the beginning so of last more. year? You know, like remember last year what they were saying? They're like, I mean, this offense looks awful. We don't know if they're trying to build towards something or what's going on, but it looks <laughs> terrible. And it was, it was, we still won eight games or whatever it was, but that followed them through the whole season. And we're beyond. I that. have not seen anything to indicate that this is going to be better, but, but I will say personnel wise and coaching wise, it has, but week one of preseason was to me. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Well, no one plays, it's, you know, it's, it's kind just of a, a big, you know, I haven't seen anything actually on footage against another team that to me is indicating a promising direction. I'm hoping yeah. to see more week two of people that are actually going to play, especially in the offensive side of the ball. Yeah. Um, I want to see someone that's, you know, I want to see a, a quarter of Mac Jones. I want to see starting offensive linemen. I'd hope he gets a full see, half this, this week. Really? I think the receivers are promising. I think that the tight ends are fairly promising. Um, the, the running backs, eh, I don't know, but the defense looks good. So, and the punter looks good. The punter, Barringer looked good. Um, the kicker, yeah. um, Ryland yeah. looks good. So there's, there's things I can, there's bits and pieces I could take out of week one preseason that I can build on, but honestly, they played so many like scrub team. cut players. It was scrub team. Yeah. All the way. I can't take anything out of that, really. Malik Cunningham to me was the guy I took out of that. Keon White was the guy I took out of that. Um Joshua Bledsoe I took out of that game thinking, okay, yeah, we have Mills. a player here that understands what's Mills, Josh Bledsoe though was a, was a guy that I really took out of that thinking, okay, this guy understands what's happening in front of him. Right. Um, you know, um, there's a few players I could touch on, but I, I think that's mainly the four, five, six players that I got something from that week 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 one game. I think the rest are all like, do we want to continue? to develop this yeah, guy. And that's and, what we'll be looking forward to on Saturday is seeing a bunch of those guys and who else is, is going to show up and pop Absolutely. some, some guys returning from injury. All right. I think we covered it. Mm-hmm. Good deal. Yeah. All right, right, guys. Yeah. 
Sorry about the um, the uh, yeah <laughs> quality Thank, technical issues of my internet on this. Yeah, no, I had I had real internet problems on this, well, guys. I'm, I'm yeah, very I know, sorry. right? You're good now though. Just just in time the, to wrap the up. The last ten minutes. Well, thanks everyone for sticking through it with us, yeah. and thanks for listening right. as always. And we will be back to talk to you soon. All right, guys. See ya. Adios.